Chapter thirty seven of the Apostle of Alaska The Story of William Duncan of Metlakatla by John W. Arctander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. Leaves from Mr. Duncan's Diary. Before proceeding with a short account of the history of the village in the way of industrial and other development, I will invite the reader to partake of a little treat from Mr. Duncan's diary from which i have already during the earlier phases of the history of the mission drawn quite liberally this diary was faithfully kept up by mr duncan from the day he left england until within a few years ago it is not to be understood however that he made entries in this diary from day to day but now and then as something out of the ordinary happened he chronicled the occurrence more in the nature of a complete sketch than by attempting to give its gradual development each day i am particularly inclined to reproduce these extracts from his diary because they will give the reader an idea of the celebration of christmas and new year's day among these people every year also because they contain brief mention of some of the last law cases with which mr duncan was burdened in a few years white settlements were started nearby and he then cheerfully limited his magisterial duties to his own people although mr duncan ever since has been and still is a united states commissioner with all the powers and duties of a magistrate so peacefully inclined are these people and so little crime is committed by or among them at least when at home that for years this office of mr duncan's has been the merest sinecure in fact his only duty has consisted in making out his annual report to this effect number of cases tried none amount of fees and fines collected none amount of disbursements none i call the following entries from his diary with such parts omitted which i do not think of particular interest at the present time december eighteenth eighteen eighty eight rarely a day passes that i have not some grievances to settle but one brought before me to-day was of more than ordinary interest reminding me of my early days among the Timshians in British Columbia. A native named Ainuetka, from the village of Lakshaila, about thirty miles off, came here a few days ago to lay a complaint against one Skigan of the same village. He was accompanied by a brother to act as his spokesman, and his gloomy and morose looks indicated his trouble was of a very serious nature i then listened to a long and painful story which convinced me that the complainant and the accused were deadly rivals and that in order to prevent them from shedding each other's blood no time was to be lost in settling their quarrel i therefore at once wrote a letter to skigan to inform him that anuetka was at metlakatla waiting to meet him before me and that i would undertake to settle their differences as peacemaker if he would come here without delay but if he refused my invitation i should be obliged to send men with a warrant to arrest him i well knew that neither skigan nor any of his people could read the letter i sent but it served as a seal to the verbal message i gave to the bearer anuetka and his brother both doubted the efficacy of my plan assuring me that skigan would not come to metlakatla unless i sent a force to take him events have shown however that their forebodings were uncalled for Today Skigan arrived, having travelled over thirty miles of dangerous sea in his canoe, with his aged uncle and other members of his family. Tonight a large gathering of our people assembled to listen to the case. 
skigon a bold and stern-looking man took his seat with a defiant stare at his accuser anuetka and the latter at once began to relate a series of attacks made upon his person and property i took notes skigon sat silent and stolid till his turn came to make his countercharges against anuetka finally it appeared that the offences each had committed against the other were pretty evenly balanced and each had while under the influence of liquor attempted to take the life of the other the case gave me ample scope and illustration for a serious address on the misery of a sinful and lawless life an opportunity for showing in contrast the blessings which the gospel of christ if embraced would ensure them after my address a solemn scene ensued both anuetka and skigon stood up and each placed his hand on the bible as a token of their sincere desire to forgive and forget the wrongs of the past this done they approached each other and shook hands which act evoked many expressions of joy from the audience thus a deadly feud was healed the mail steamer idaho which we have been expecting for the last twelve days arrived this morning bringing us some freight from portland as our supply of flour and groceries was almost exhausted and christmas was very near the arrival of the steamer caused great rejoicing in the village and especially among the children her delay we were sorry to learn was due to some crippling injuries she had sustained in a gale of wind on her last downward trip the steamer being bound for sitka the seat of government for alaska we had i regret to say five passengers for her two white men being prisoners and three natives acting as guards the two men were arrested on their way north by canoe over two weeks ago for smuggling intoxicating liquors and i had to commit them for trial at sitka the greater portion some two hundred and forty gallons of their liquor fell into our hands and remains in our custody till we receive orders from sitka what to do with it sunday december twenty third eighteen eighty eight our unusually large attendance at church during the winter season was augmented to-day by the addition of some sixty or seventy strangers who arrived here yesterday to spend christmas with us though they came without being invited they were heartily welcomed and hospitably received by our people our guests are from four native villages and of two distinct languages both being very different to the language of the metlakatlans monday january seventh eighteen eighty nine christmas and new year is always a joyous season with the people of metlakatla and the last one has proved to be no exception to the rule though still living in temporary shanties built among stumps and huge trees both standing and fallen yet the people are healthy and happy some few days before christmas the usual avocations of the natives are suspended smiling faces greet you everywhere and the village storekeepers are overwhelmed with business the church elders hold meetings for the purpose of restoring the fallen and reconciling to each other persons who have quarrelled on christmas eve there is a noticeable stillness outside but the houses are illuminated the waits are rehearsing their christmas carols in the schoolroom and i have deputations from the officials of the village council elders constables brass band and fire brigade to interrogate me about the proceedings of tomorrow late at night the two men one being a born artist who have designed and secretly prepared some christmas decorations are busy arranging them in our temporary church 
during the first hours of christmas morning the voices of thirty of our young men are heard outside singing hymns of praise some in their own tongue and some in english on christmas morning at eleven o'clock our church was crowded for divine service the decorations were admirable both in design and execution the principal figure was an angel with outstretched wings holding in each hand an olive branch and supporting most gracefully by both hands a flying scroll some thirty feet long on which was written on earth peace good will to men nations shall learn war no more the service was commenced by chanting our christmas song in tsimshian and preceding the address the choir sang the anthem god is the refuge of his people the collection amounted to one hundred thirty dollars eight cents the largest sum ever contributed by our people on one occasion the money will be passed to the building fund for the proposed new church the afternoon was occupied with the children happy family indeed one hundred ninety of whom received toys while but five were sent empty away for misconduct the last night in the year was dark and stormy nevertheless the attendance at our midnight meeting was very large the order of service was as follows him and simshian on the departure of another year prayer address on peter's bitter repentance silent prayer from eleven fifty five to twelve o five singing the prodigal's resolve and a hymn on the opening year address on st paul's cry for guidance anthem safely through another year the service being closed with prayer by two of the elders the first of january was a memorable day at metlakatla in the morning all the men assembled to witness the admittance of fifteen new members to our male community ten of whom were from four native villages nearby and five were Timsians the newcomers were placed in the centre of the building and after my address each approached the table and placed his left hand on the bible and raised his right in token of the sincerity of his act he then subscribed his name to be a faithful member of our community obedient to the law and loyal to the government of the united states in the evening all the men again assembled this time for tea talk and music the strangers were invited and their table was placed in the centre of the building our feast consisted of biscuits tea apples and raisins the brass band played at intervals and sixteen stirring speeches were made after my address we sang the doxology and the meeting closed before leaving the council and elders tendered their badges of office as the new elections for these offices will take place this week january eighteen eighteen eighty nine sad news a canoe manned by natives arrived from tongas late last night bringing the corpse of a murdered man and the murderer both white men this morning i held an inquest and took the depositions of witnesses the six jurors were metlakatlans and on their verdict i committed the accused for trial he will leave here under native guard in a few days intoxicating liquor procured as usual at port simpson from the store of the hudson's bay company was at the bottom of this sad tragedy end of chapter thirty seven